So you've heard me talk about the Detroit Lions all week. Been talking about Lions week. I'm honestly, I'm not excited to play the Detroit Lions, if I'm being perfectly honest with you. But what I am excited about, because as you know, typically most Fridays, we try to do ranks rivals where we bring in a fan of the opposing team. And this being the Lions, you know, the most prominent Lions fan in my life is going to be here. So I'm so excited. So Juliana, let's just go ahead and start the show. Turn up your volume because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Adam Ray. Trying to cut it back, Justin Fields making magic happen. There goes Fields, touchdown! The sickest Chicago Bears and fantasy football podcast. Sports entertainment like no other. It's gonna be sick. Welcome to the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank. It's me, Adam Rank, and we've got a great show for you today because we have one of the brightest minds in all of professional sports joining us here this evening, this afternoon, whenever you happen to be watching the show. We thank you for doing so. So without further ado, let's bring on from the NFL Network, Cynthia Freeland, who is, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just reading the Montgomery Ward catalog. Uh, There are so many. I feel bad uh, if you're not an avid viewer. Uh, of the NFL network. You don't get why we're so obsessed with the Montgomery Ward mailing list, but we certainly are. And uh, I actually, I feel bad. Uh, some of our co-hosts come on too, uh, especially if it's on a Tuesday show and they're like, why it's like they they're joining, they're watching the sequel of a movie that they didn't see. And uh, so there's a lot of inside jokes, but how are you doing this morning? You know, I'm, I'm doing great. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it feels like it's like, like week 11 is kind of like when it starts to stop feeling like groundhog day. Cause you're like, Oh, next week, it's going to be a little bit more interesting. Like yeah. you know, with Thanksgiving. So I don't know. I feel like we're out of the groundhog day and we're into the like pre playoffs and who's we're going to always be like, who should be the MVP. You know, that like, I know you were writing that article and you had some really good picks that weren't just the random cut of run of the mill. Can we talk? Let's talk about this for a moment because yeah, I was, it was, it was for an appearance on Rogers in uh, Canada, we were doing this. We we're trying to figure out some, some like not so chalky right. MVP picks. And this was a collective effort. And so on the Wednesday show on take it to the rank, I brought this up with Carmen Vitale, who's a friend of yours. Yeah. She yeah. covers the NFC North for the, for the Fox Obviously she even wrote an article about how Amon Ross St. Brown needs to be in this conversation with the elite ride receivers. And I'm like, Hey, I go, uh, I go, how about putting them in the MVP conversation? She thought we were fools, fools, fools. She, she laughed at us. It's not a homer pick. It's a who's valuable. Like if you're going to say last year that Justin Jefferson would be in the conversation, I don't understand why this season, especially with the lions contending to win the North for the first time since like my lifetime, um, yeah. then, you know, it's, it, it's at least worth the conversation, right? I'm not suggesting that he should win it. No. And I, typically it's it just at least worth the exercise and being like, he's adding so much value to this team and the, op- the opportunities that the team gets. So, I mean, it's just no different to me. I'm like, how is it that much different from Justin Jefferson last season, which was like, Oh yeah, that one's a no brainer. You're like, well, how is this not a no brainer? This? this one seems a little bit more, obvious or easier to take because I know that the bike, I, everybody loves Justin Jefferson and the Vikings are fine, but nobody, the, the, Vikings, the Vikings though are not beloved 
like the Detroit Lions are right now. And this started last season when they appeared on Hard Knocks. Dan Campbell, amazing personality. A lot of cool guys. Jared Goff's delightful. A lot of the Lions, great people. Aiden Hutchinson. Like, it's an easy team to root for. And so now the momentum is carried into this year. And then you get to it. It's like, well, then why isn't Amon Ross St. Brown in this conversation? I even put it to Carmen. I said, listen, I go, obviously he's not going to win it. But, and I, I think it's similar to when you have a coach who's interviewing for head coaching positions, even if you don't get the job, you're still in those conversations and it raises you. So if you want a Monrob, a Monrob right. Brown to be in this elite conversation, then it's not outlandish to say he should be in the MVP race. I think sometimes people have a hard time elevating an MVP, at least that's a not a non-quarterback MVP that wasn't a first round draft pick, right? Like we talk about Christian McCaffrey a lot and, you know, people were like, oh, you know, is he going to be the first, like how high is he going to be drafted? Right. Like yeah. then we talk about Justin Jefferson and people were like, wow, like how high could he be? You know, it's like, and maybe that's part of it, but I just think that it doesn't matter. Like once you're drafted, you're there, it's your performance on the field that matters. And if we're, if it's logical to even put CJ Stroud, which I actually think it is in the yeah. conversation as a rookie, it is certainly logical to put Amon Ra- like, it's yeah. just like it's an exercise. It's not like a, you know, it's not, I'm not a voter. I'd like to be a voter, you know, but I don't think we're allowed to because we're NFL media, but who are they? So the guys we came up with were Amon Ross St. Brown, AJ Brown, maybe AJ Brown might be too chalky, but miles Garrett, there was one, maybe it was, no, it wasn't, no, CJ Stroud. So yeah, so it makes perfect sense uh, when you talk about these guys. And it's nice to give somebody outside of the quarterbacks. I mean, yeah. Patrick Mahomes, it's so funny, like even talking about like fantasy-wise, Patrick Mahomes not having his best year fantasy-wise, but is still probably going to win the MVP. Why not take a moment? Like we get it. Like we don't need to talk about Patrick Mahomes being great. Once again, right. I'm on Ross St. Brown. Uh, We've got a lot of years, literally, to talk about how great, Patrick Mahomes is because he's probably the best we'll see in our lifetime. You know, like Tom, I think is wonderful, but I actually think Patrick will be better than Tom. Like it's the LeBron MJ conversation, but it's reversed for me because I think MJ is always better than LeBron. Anyways, doesn't matter. But but long story short, it's like that's the conversation. We'll have that for years and years and years in this specific season with this specific set of results. And I think that's why you want to talk about some some different names. Plus, we go crazy talking about the same people all the time. No, for sure. You know, it's I know this is we're we're talking Lions Bears, but of course, when you bring up Patrick Mahomes, would you rather have in their prime Patrick Mahomes or Peyton Manning? Always Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, hundred percent. Every time. Not even. I, mean, I don't under like. Look, I I also think like the way Patrick plays is there's some more versatile type of like Peyton Manning needed the things around him to make more sense. Patrick didn't need as many things to make sense. His, his rushing and scrambling ability, Peyton just, that just wasn't what Peyton did. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's like, that means you have to have the right O-line. You have to have Reggie Wayne catching the ball. You have, you know, like you have to have some other things. There some great running backs to like make sense. Whereas like Patrick Mahomes, like they don't really have a great deep threat right now. Right. They've no. got Travis Kelsey. We got noted. And then the run game hasn't been really working. And so Patrick's been able to overcome all of that stuff. I don't know if that would be the yeah. same thing for Peyton No, I listen, Patrick Mahomes to me, and I think that it's going to be at some point the conversation of Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. But I think for right now that Patrick Mahomes easily the at least 
at bare minimum, the, the number two NFL quarterback of um, all time. I would even argue that TV wise, I prefer Eli. I think oh. Eli is so much more entertaining. I think. Oh he's God, so that is that is one of the things that I noticed. During his playing days, I got an opportunity to interview Eli Manning down at the Dallas Super Bowl. And this was coming off a stretch where I was defending San Diego Charger fans. Be like, forget Eli for not going to the San Diego Chargers. I actually had Charger season tickets at the time living in Southern California. They were like, they were cheap. I mean, like, I kind of get the Manning's point now because like you used to be able to go get season tickets for the Chargers for like 200 bucks. The Cardinals were like, I had season tickets to the Cardinals because they were a hundred bucks. And I know that was six hours away, but you're like, whatever, we're driving to NFL games. We're getting season tickets for a hundred bucks. I was always like very defensive. Yeah, like 80 cents back then. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You could, you could get that. You could get the Phoenix on a full tank and it would cost you 10 bucks to fill up. And it was back. It was back. Listen, it was back. I, it was so long ago. Uh, people know the affection that I have for Pat Tillman. Pat Tillman was playing for the, for the Sun Devils. He wasn't, he wasn't even a Cardinal yet. He was a Sun Devil. Wait, it's very, actually, it's very close. It is right there around 90. I know he was on the, he was a freshman on the Rose Bowl team. Very close. If, if Pat Tillman wasn't still a, well, he was in Tempe. Uh, if he wasn't with the Sun Devils, he was in his first year with the Cardinals, but it was Love around it. that era. Love it. So it was amazing. Um, but at the same time, so I got an opportunity to meet Eli Manning and I thought that he was a delight. I'm like, oh, this guy's right. actually pretty cool. And then he was, I, the cameras were off and then he was joking around with me. And I'm like, dude, if you knew the stuff that I talked, like this was before social media uh, was really prevalent, prevalent. So he had no idea who I was. I'm like, oh, if you knew the stuff that I used to say about you, but hey, you're a fun guy. And I think his personality kind of lends itself better because he's, Peyton's good. But Peyton's now getting into the category of trying too hard, where I think for Eli, it's very natural. And so yeah. it, it's starting to shine through. But listen, enough so about wait, that. You ready for this? Wait, no. I'm going I'm to segue you. You ready? Yeah, please. I met Eli and his wife several times when he was playing on the Giants with my friend Matthias Kiwanuka, who yeah. was roommates with Ryan Poles. Oh, wow. Oh, look at that segue. We're such pros. Coming around to Ryan Poles. Uh, now we were telling him what to do. Listen, does Ryan Poles, you'll be able now you went to college with Ryan Poles. Does he, he does not care for me. I'm sure he does. He's just like that. He's just very serious. Like he's serious. There's a lot going on there. You know, he did not, not but like, like he, like, he did not blow me off. Like I no, stopped like my, really I, I stopped myself from like, I should stop talking about this. He's like, no, say what you got to say. I'm like, okay. Let's throw it deep. What I wish I had said is followed it up and like, okay, after we throw it deep, first of all, uh, tell the referee not to blow the whistle. Number two, uh, don't run a jet sweep right at Khalil Mack. Get that play out of our playbook, unless it goes to Tyler Scott, because I have more trust in him than anybody. Don't run the jet sweep and lose 13 yards. Run the ball. Take the, take the yardage. You got them on their heels whatever that's what i should that's that's the conversation i should have had so next time i run in next run time. into your friend you know, who next time. ryan poles knows me as the bald guy from cynthia's show um but they know that i'm a bears fan because so, uh, no they know you're an avid bears fan they appreciate it you know yeah. like people like they, you know I, I think he's just a little preoccupied with some other things that 100%. They gotta, the game was know? very close to sorry i wasn't going to say anything to him and uh and i was sitting there with my orange shirt not the meatball island shirt but uh, an orange shirt underneath a, a blue coat. I like this meatball. Are you going to wear this on the on Fantasy Live today? I can. Yeah, I think you should. 
All right, I'll wear it. I've worn it on a Friday, and then the guy who gave it to me uh, didn't didn't even didn't even see it. I'm not even going to say his name because he he hurt me so. Uh, but in any event, let's okay, fine. I'll wear the Meatball Island shirt. It actually, it actually lends itself to the character. Oh God, yeah. So we we're we're recording this on on Thursday. Everybody, please ignore the because uh, they're gonna be like, wait a minute, Rank wore that shirt on Thursday. Like three people would know that, and I just spilled the beans. I don't care. I pull it back. Listen, we have to first, do Thursday because on Friday you ditch me. I'm not on. No, you ditch me. You're not on Fantasy Live. No, I'm that, not. You ditch me. You're like, that, I don't want her on the show. You're like, get her off the show. That's not even Friday show. That is never, that is not the conversation that I have. I brought this up because like every Friday, uh, we have a different cast come in. And so I do this. I say the same thing. We do. We have, we have two other people come in. And so oh, and, I thought you meant like a different cast each Friday, like each Friday. It's oh, like, no, 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 no. It's, it's two yeah. different. It's uh it's kind of like if you were watching the premier league and you're like, Hey, Saka, I know we're playing Man City today, but we're gonna we're gonna put you on loan to Everton. Like, what are you doing? Wait, does like, the what? podcast know about the trophy? Oh yeah, they know about the trophy. Okay. Uh, listen, when Tyler, Tyler Scott comes up. We do the Tyler Scott show. I, I always give him my coaching advice because as an AYSO coach, now uh, it's wait, wait, wait. as a as trophy a, winning, league winning, non-goal allowing playoff coach. Not just any old AYSO coach. Come on. Anyone can be an AYSO coach. Not everyone can earn that trophy. I will tell you that all the number one seeds in section 143, boys and girls, only one number one seed won their postseason tournament. Just saying. It's not always easy being the number one seed. Uh, We know this from any sport that you might watch. Mm -hmm. Being the number one seed is not always an advantage. Uh, It is when you don't allow a goal. Um, I got some stories that I'm going to tell you some stories today too, because I'm, I'm heated about this all-star situation. My girls made it to all-stars, but like the things I had to go through, but anyway, uh, I know people want to know about the lions and everything like that. We've talked about the lions at great length and I love that they're getting their run and respect. And I know like it's, there's something different about the lions and not, and not to be disrespectful. Like I legitimately don't like the Packers and I love that they're failing. I love Aaron Nagler. I love uh, all our friends who come on, uh, any any Packers fan who's on this show is a good person, but for the rest of them, I'm glad you're losing. I don't like that team. I rivalry don't like the Lions as a joke, but I'm very happy for Detroit. I'm very happy for the the fans, especially. What's it been like? You know, uh, it built on to last season. What has it been like this year, like being celebrated? And believe me, if you keep doing this too much, it'll turn. But what is it like right now being the team that everybody's just kind of fun and like rooting for? Honestly, I get a little like, like, like not like, like a little choked up because it's so special. You think about like, you know, I'm sure everyone here can talk, can relate to this. Like, you know, you grow up and you go to games with your mom or your dad or your family or grandpa or someone else. And you share the sport with someone and you go up, you grow up watching mediocrity. Like even when it was Barry Sanders, it was still pretty mediocre, you know, like, and we, my dad used to have to bribe me with a goldfish after games, like driving home. There's a, you know, Meyer. you guys have Meyer in, um, in the Chicago area yeah. as well. It, they have goldfish at our Meyer. And I would, my dad was like, I'll buy you a goldfish. If you go to the game with me, I'm like, I really want this goldfish. So I guess I'll go to the game, you know, like yeah. <laughs> and the silver dome, it was awful. Like the whole thing. So it just feels really special. Like to be able to watch with my dad, like obviously you know, next week, not that the bears game isn't very special, but Thanksgiving as a lions fan, like, you know, we usually it's, it's not usually a pretty picture. There was like one against the Eagles one time. that was pretty nice. But apart from that, then, you know, it's like, it's always just like, Oh God, 
like let's get it over with so we can like eat but um it's just special and like my dad will be here and you know it's it just feels different and to hear i do a radio spot in in lansing where i'm from and you know they people like were like driving down to detroit like standing in line for hours just on the potential to be able to buy a playoff ticket should they be hosting a game like and that was three weeks ago like it's like yeah it's not it's just nice you know michigan has had some hard things happen to it over the past you know since the 2008 situation with the economy so it's just nice to have something that's like hopeful you know so it's it's sweet i want to be there i wanted to be there at that monday game oh i know you were it was a, it was unfortunate that you didn't, you know, I know, get an opportunity to go there. I don't know why TV producers don't look at this more often. Now, for me, it's very difficult because Kyle Brandt's on our network. So I'm never the number one Chicago. He's like sometimes a Bills fan. Listen, like- don't don't bring this up to draft Dr. Phil and the smartest man in the room, Shane. These guys get very upset about this part, but like there's a there's an obvious depth chart at our network. And when oh, it comes sure. to Chicago people, I might not even be number two, but to Who's some people, you? I don't, oh, I guess Kay's gone now. So, um, Kyle Brand's just ahead of all of Like, let's be clear. He's oh. on Wheel of Fortune. You know, he gets, by the way, how good was he on Wheel of, that was scary. I haven't seen it yet. It's on my DVR. I, I had, I had a, I had a very, I was doing some due diligence last night. I'll tell you about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm spoiling. I, I spoiled it a little bit. I had to be on with him today and I'm like, oh my God. So he's, we love, by the way, I love Kyle. Kyle's. Oh. Is a very like people ask me all the time uh, what Kyle is like. He's a great guy. I met him years ago when he was uh, on the Jim Rome show, yep. and I ran into him because Jay Stu and I went to school together. So I met him, and I was like, "Hey, I'm a big fan of the Real World." So I'm a huge fan. Like so, Ryan, Ryan, yeah. Ryan. <laughs> yeah, it's not Ryan. It's Ryan Sandberg. Um, he's that guy. So I've always so funny. I've always been a huge fan, so I'm always a I'm always a big oh, fan yeah, of him. No, so we're we're with each other a little we're, bit. We're joking, yeah. So, but but we but we can also understand that Kyle runs the network. Like there's, yep. listen, I know there's a there's an like alpha Adele, dog. Kyle Brandt, there's, very there's, small. Listen, than the rest of us way down there, here. There's been an alpha dog who's been running around who for for twenty. How long has the NFL network you know? been on? Twenty years. Like oh, there's a there's a new sheriff in town in a way. So like I'm always the number two. So I know that like if there's something momentous, if if the Bears went to the Super Bowl, I know that I'm not like hey rank, let's get you out there. They're like nope. What's Kyle doing? Um, but for you, you're the Detroit person. There's a Monday night game. Like what better? What better? What better possibility than sending Cynthia? And don't give me the like well, the, the budget, Cherry Little. The budgets. How many people do you send to Germany and England? Don't tell me about budgets. I will pay for Cynthia to fly Spirit Airlines to get I out to that game. Myself. Just I'll let me off the for show for one day. You know, have her, like there's nothing. There would be nothing better than having you in Detroit. I mean, I would miss you. I love having you on the show. Yeah, no, for I love me, being shows with you. But Mondays, Mondays and Thursdays are the best shows of the week. Agreed. Tuesdays are good. Tuesdays are good too. We got, but they, they jam four of us in there. It's like, it's like if uh blink one eighty two brought out Matt Skiba, like, ah, it's okay. Well, we, we love them. We love them really hard, but we, we don't. And by the way, the producer, I swear to God, our Tuesday producer, why is Cynthia not sitting next to me for chill bra? Like next, next week, run around. I will. I run around this week. I was like, when am I not? When would the camera not be? You know, who cares? Even if you way. walked behind me, it's chill, bro. It's no big deal. And by the way, if people were coming in looking for an in depth preview of the lions and bears, um, 
check out check out some other shows. We're having fun. This is <laughs> this is two friends getting together. And I think these always end up being our most popular shows. And I think like sometimes, <laughs> but it's good to get to know. Listen, the Lions are a very good team. Carmen and I talked about it. Great yes. lines. Yep. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown MVP. Uh Jameer Gibbs is great. Covered. Okay. But Dave I Montgomery need you. good in pass, bro. But you guys knew that already because we knew that. Yeah. I know. How bad? Oh God, I'm worried. So this is the one thing that I love about the Lions. And I brought this up on Wednesday show, but I'll bring it up against here. One of the things I love about Dan Campbell is we saw last week, Jameer Gibbs goes out of bounds at the two. Every NFL head coach outside of Kyle Shanahan, I might throw Mike McDaniel in this mix, would have pulled Jameer Gibbs off the field and found a rando tight end or an offensive lineman to go catch that touchdown. But Dan Campbell goes out. Someone named Brock? Anyone. Someone named Brock. That was a a different thing. But it wasn't like it was Jameer Gibbs' touchdown. That was clearly Jameer Gibbs' touchdown. Yes. He gave it to him, which is great. And it's great if you started him in fantasy and all that stuff. Beautiful. You love to see coaches do that. The only reason I bring this up is that it literally worries me that Dan Campbell, as well as anybody, is going to be like David Montgomery is scoring five touchdowns against the Bears. Uh, what say you? I wouldn't be surprised if there were a few extra handoffs to Montgomery in the red area, just to, even if in that case, you know, while that Jameer Gibbs touchdown went to Jameer Gibbs, I would imagine Jameer There's would none. be like, Mont, get in here. You know? Even that's what I said. I said, even Jameer Gibbs would be like, nah, yeah. I, I could like NFL like, players, yours, uh, offensive <laughs> players are selfish by nature. But I think everybody's going to be fine if David Montgomery is sitting there running up his fourth touchdown. Right. And you know Dan Campbell is going to give it to it. And it would be a lot like last week with Kyle Shanahan trying to get – like, for like I remember looking up at that 49ers game and being oh, like, no. why the F is Christian McCaffrey – oh, he's still going for the record. I'm like, God yeah. bless Kyle Shanahan. In a world full of Arthur Smiths, uh, be a Kyle Shanahan – Dan Campbell's for sure trying to give David Montgomery. What is Ernie Nevers' record? Six touchdowns. Ernie Nevers, who is a oh former Chicago guy, Ernie Nevers, Chicago Cardinals, if I have that correct. And I'm sure Patrick Pusey is in the comments right now, going, "Actually, he played for the Canton Marauders." Whatever. Uh, no, Canton Bulldogs. Sorry, Potsmith Maroons. Will either the DePaulos be watching this? No, no, no. They don't. Uh, they they only watch broadcast. Listen, the DePaul, they're old people. They don't watch YouTube. Old. Their kids might. Uh, Dean, Dean DePaulo might be watching it. Adam McDonald. Oh, Adam or Tate McDonald for sure are watching the show. So okay. they're okay. tell them hello. Smile, Jimmy. You know what? She's oh yeah, she's watching for sure. Although the McDonald's, the McDonald kids don't root for the Bears; they root for the Raiders. Their dad's a huge Raiders guy. Oh, okay. So yeah, so Kara didn't quite win that one, but in any event, uh, that's their okay. sister, sister DePaulo. Um. But I feel like Ernie Nevers has the NFL's all-time record with six touchdowns in a game, but he also kicked four extra points. I think we'll see David Montgomery do an extra point try. Dude, like, go for it. Like, what is it? But let me ask you, um, the Bears have been playing pretty well recently, and I think especially defensively. Is there a chance? I know the Bears won't stop them. They're not going to shut out the Lions. They're not going to probably hold them below 20. Is the Bears' defense the way they've played in recent weeks? Can they be a mere speed bump? For them, the Bears' defense is getting better. I mean, a lot of people are like, well, the Montez way you signed, they've got a great deal on that. And I also think that, you know, health oh. really matters. So, 
you know, you're starting to see the secondary be healthier. That's always a problem. Obviously, targeting the, you know, if, if you're looking at like the linebacker level, you could probably get a little, you know, it's an area where you maybe have some. DJ Edwards is playing better. I think Tremaine Edmonds has been battling some injuries, which has really hampered him this season. Exactly. It's hard injuries, just, you know, injuries are going to be difficult. So it's not that I, the thing is, is people forget that the difference between like even defense one and defense 32 isn't that big, right? Like mm. a lot of it comes down to there, there is, it's not like one's just this is wall brick wall and the other one's a sieve. There's a lot of things in between scheme matters a ton, the opportunity. And also once how tired a team gets, like if you're on the field the whole freaking time, your fourth quarter stats are garbage anyways, because you've played 20 more snaps than the other people who are the other games that are going on in the fourth quarter because your offense isn't helping you. So they yeah. both need to work together. And I do think Justin Fields being back will help the defense because then you'll get a few extra, you know, breaths on the side of the, on the, on the sideline. You mentioned that, that the Montez sweat deal was a good deal for the bears. Yeah. Can you kind of expand on that? Because I know the initially when the trade was made, everybody's like, what a dumb deal. This guy's going to be a free agent. You could have gotten him for free. And then they sign him. For they're free? like, well, now, you paid, talking about? now you paid too much money. Like, but you said it was a good deal. Can you just expand on that? Just okay. for a moment. Life is about opportunity costs. Oh no, she froze. Away right the... from, Oops, are you there? Oh, Hold there on, you yeah, you're sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, the Bears aren't one Montez Sweat away from the Super Bowl. Like, I, I'm not being mean. I don't think I'm saying anything that's, that's, that's right. So you get the pick from Carolina. Good, we're rooting against Carolina all the time. But you also get your own pick. And sure, it would be nice to be like, okay, well, I'll just go get one pass rusher in the draft. Well, hello. No team with just one pass rusher, see Crosby, comma, Max. Like, that is not going to be enough. So the point is, is secure the assets that you know, that, that are known quantities for yourself. Make sure they fit in your surroundings. The deal wasn't an overpay. All agents report numbers like, oh, I got him 10 bajillion dollars. Turns out the way that it actually works is team favorable because there's voidable years. There's, you know, th there's the way that the NFL is structured is much like our taxes. There's a lot of tricks you can do and the smart teams. They get ahead of those tricks so that they know exactly how much they can pay for key positions, right? You need an offensive line. You need help at offensive line. You need help along the defensive front. Now you've created an opportunity for yourself where you don't have to be beholden to one specific position at any of your draft picks. So not only can you take the best available player, but you can manu manipulate the, the, the board so then you can get the biggest haul possible of the players that make sense for your system. You're never going to not need a, a premier pass rusher. Never. You can have four of them and then you can go get Chase Young. <clears throat> so, point being, you know, even, even when the Niners who are really didn't need any help up front, they got Javon Hargrave in free agency, how much they paid for him way too much in my opinion. I mean, even though he's very, very good, but that was a lot of money to pay. And then now you're doubling down with Chase Young who, they didn't do his fifth year extension. So you're going to have to pay him this year. If you want to keep him that like, remember, you're never going to get enough of these guys. So you have your known quantity. It is a team. It is structured in a way that helps the team the most. And now you have, you have optionality going forward. No, I love everything about that. And that's going to be one of the clips that we break off and we put out there and I go in your face people. Cause you say it better in than me. Face. You're much more eloquent than me and you're much smarter than me. So I always sure. appreciate, like, I just sound like, again, meatball. Like, yeah, of course it's a good deal. But you put it in a way that is uh, very wise. Well, now you can get anyone you want, right? Like, and oh, if you I, negotiate right now, like, we don't know the terms of the, like, which counts again. Like, it's not released. No, no yeah. one has it. 
unless you are an NFL agent listening to this, there's no way you can see that. So the point is, is you, I know that they structure in a way that helps the team to get as good as possible in the near future. They're not trying to like postpone this forever. No, I love it. And I thought it was a great deal when it was made and I was, it was in favor of it. And of course, you know, I'm a little biased. I enjoy Ryan Poles. I think he's doing a great job. I think he's doing a really good job. I mean, like when you start looking at this team, you talked about the offensive line, like Braxton Jones looks very good. Nate Davis, who's going to return this week, looks very good. Uh, Darnell Wright looks like a like a player. They might, and Tevin Jenkins, who they didn't draft, but ended up with, is like, okay, like now go out there and get a premier center. But even though Lucas Patrick's been playing very well, the offensive line's starting to come along. But I did want to ask you, I don't know what time you got to go to makeup, so I will try not to, to hold you up too long. But I do want to ask you about Justin Fields because yep. it's very polarizing. But I think that what we can agree on is that these next seven games are yep. going to determine whether he is a Chicago Bear next year or not. Yep. What do you think about Justin Fields? Do you think he's going to be able to prove it? What is what are, what is your read on the whole situation? So let's take a look really quick at C.J. Stroud because they both come from the same system, being Ohio mm -hmm. State. They're very different styles of quarterbacks. However, they're both really great talents. What's the difference between what we saw from CJ Stroud, what we're seeing from CJ Stroud, and what we're seeing from Justin Fields? One, they brought in a guy named Gerard Johnson. Gerard Johnson, he's like big with like Elite 11, which is like this quarterback cultivation system, farm system of quarterbacks, basically. And then he was in Minnesota. He's worked with a bunch of different a quarterback himself. They brought in an offensive coordinator and an offensive assistant. Mark Brunel's there. Like they have so many people there to help cultivate this. They made a huge investment capital not they haven't spent yet they did draft capital on both him and will anderson right so you know you're sitting here being like we made this massive investment it's going to mess with our draft going forward so we are going to put put all our chips in and figure out how to make this person work well we're starting to see early returns i mean cj stroud's doing more advanced things in terms of what we expect from rookies deep passing outside the numbers passing things that are not like rookie stuff right well now let's look at what happened with justin fields did he have that type of cultivation? I'm going to say no. Was he given the opportunity to to perform like even with not the best O line because he didn't he's he had was under a lot of pressure. It's right. not the fact, right? You know, was he given the best tools, execution? Was he given an opportunity to succeed? And then, by the way, then let's switch the coaching staff. Then let's mess with this. Then like whatever happened with your defensive coordinator? Like it just seems like there's a lot of chaos yeah. and. You can imagine as your coach, if you got a lot of chaos, the kid's not going to perform as well as if you get a nice, stable, like, here's the game plan. Let's, like, execute all of our passes. And so who's getting the assist, right? You you don't want the dad to incentivize just goals. You want the dad to incentivize assists, too. That's your. Oh, my God. You're my. Okay. Thank you. Anyways. But but the point is, is, you know, you want to figure out the system that best allows this person to flourish. And I don't think Justin Fields was given that opportunity, at least yet. Yeah. And you know, and that's a lot of the things I know, I know everybody comes down on Luke Getze and what, and okay. Yeah. He's having his, his problems here and there, but at the same time, like you said, if we had more people there, I know sometimes you can have too many coaches and you have too many voices in his ears and you kind of want a right. singular focus. But if this was a veteran play caller and I don't want to say North Turner, cause he's but like somebody who was like well-regarded as a offensive coordinator yep. back in the day, like fine. But uh, I would like to see a little bit more support. And, you know, we keep talking about how Matt Eberflus could be blown out by the end of the season, maybe Luke Getze. But this is the kind of stuff, too, that makes you think, like, you know, maybe they will. Like, if, and if Justin Fields goes out and prove himself, well, then why not give Eberflus, like, why not keep some continuity? 
because I think Eberflus is kind of playing for his job too. So it's like, yeah. you know, and this is a this is a good way to start it. I'm not suggesting that it should be on Eber. Like, I'm not. No, suggesting no, no. I know. I know. No, no, no. I know. Problem. I'm just saying that the whole structure is important. Like, you know, even if you bring in. I don't know, maybe some leftovers from the Ravens who, you know, when Todd Munkin came in, like someone who understands a skill set of a guy who's at least his default setting is to run when there doesn't seem to be anyone open, right? Like bring in something like this thing's like more like this thing, right? Like mm -hmm. it, you can't treat everyone the same. Some of us are visual learners. Some of us are auditory learners. Like you can't tell a visual learner things only in their ear. They just don't get it, right? Like, so you have to like get to know what's going to make your asset work the best and what they really need. Because Justin Fields has a lot of talent. Like this is not someone who is not a, like the, the skills, the clay is there, just needs to be molded. Yeah. I'm very, I'm very excited. And I think that this is a perfect opportunity for the bears. One of the things that they've been unable to do in the Matt Eberflus era is string together two wins. And it's a very tough ask going up against one of the toughest teams in the NFC. How good are the, well, this will be the last one. I'll let, do you have to go? Am I, am I holding yeah, you? Yeah, like a minute. It's fine. We're good. Okay. We're good. The lions. I know that everybody just kind of assumes Eagles 49ers. They're the main event guys. The lions, probably the number three, but like, are they in the main event class or are they the best of the mid card? I, I can't believe I'm saying this, especially after that Ravens game. But if you go back and watch the Ravens game, that one was more about a lack of being able to adapt because the Ravens first four drives were poetic. Like they were yeah. amazing, right? They were very well executed, very well planned. And they got four touchdowns. It's really hard for even the best teams to come to come back from that, right? And if you're going to put the Cowboys in any sort of are they legit conversation, then you absolutely have to do the same thing about the Lions because they got blown out by the 49ers, but maybe they're better. Who knows, right? Yeah. So I would think, I'm not going to say they're as good as the 49ers or the Eagles, but like they're not, like it's like these two are one and like Lions are like 1A. Like they're right, yeah. they're right below. And if you were to have the Lions play the Eagles three times, I mean, the Lions would at least win one, right? Like, it would be, it's, it's close. It's not, I mean, cause the Eagles defense has been a little sus. So that's, that's right. my, that's my reason for saying that, but you know, it's like, that's where I hate, I like, I almost don't know how to say this because for my whole life, it's been like lions lie downs. Ha ha ha. Uh, kitties, meow meow. Right. Like, no, but there are these indoor cats. How do we go so Patrick long before dropping an indoor that. cat? What's oh, that? I'm surprised we went this long without dropping an indoor cap. By Can the way, I tell somebody... you, Gordy has been, he, he, you know, the paw that I wore for my indoor cat yeah. Halloween costume. Yes. He's obsessed with it. He has, Wait, you were wearing paws. No, that was just my hand. And now my dog's obsessed with my hand and he hides it. So like the paw from that costume, he went in and stole it from where the box it was in. And now he will not give it back. Like I've never seen him be possessive about anything in my wow. life. Like he's just like a sweet dog, but like you, I'm like, I'm taking your kitty pot. He's like, Rrr. I love it. Um, well, listen, I love that you uh, spend some time with us here today. Oh, We're going to be doing this two more, two more weeks. Can we, can, can you come back in two weeks? Yeah, of course. Can we do this again? And again, I'm sure all, we we lost all the all the football Knicks. are like, I want the X's. Listen, we're gonna sit here and we're gonna do what we do on the show. We're gonna have a good time. We're gonna talk. We talked football. It was just, we can it was talk just a X's good time. Listen. All I have to do is say one word before before we just one. I'm really proud of of one particular. Can you guess which lines like my favorite defensive player? Who is it? I'm I'm actually really impressed 
I think Cam Sutton is not being talked about enough as being one of the best free agent acquisitions from the entire offseason. I mean, yeah. sure, he wasn't like big name splashy dude, but Lions secondary was a problem last year. And Cam Sutton is even good versus the run. Yeah. I mean, like the, I, that's the one thing that you really appreciate about the Lions is how they've built it. We rarely see these teams uh, nowadays. It feels like you get these teams that flash. They flash for a year and then they regress. Mm -hmm. The Lions have been a slow build, kind of like you would watch in the 90s, where you'd watch these teams like progressively get better and like, oh, my God, now all of a sudden the Dallas Cowboys are the best team in the NFL. Like we see that with the Lions. And, you know, going back to the point about where they rank in the NFC, to me, it's like the 49ers are Triple H, the, uh, the, the Eagles are the Rock, and the Lions are Chris Jericho. Okay. And it's, okay. it's, a triple, it's a triple threat. Well, remember – in that in that main event, Chris Jericho was the one who walked out with both titles. So I'm just I saying, don't think I'd be able like if for some reason there was a game that game day morning was covering that took place in a place in the desert. I would I wouldn't think I'd be able to speak. I think I'd just be all tears. <laughs> I never thought in my whole life I would see the thing. That's okay. They would have uh, they would have number one Lions fan Kyle Brandt speak for you, so you'd be okay. Now we love Kyle. He's a huge fan of his. All right. I'm going to leave it on that. Uh, we'll see you this afternoon. Uh, right. For the rest of you, we'll see you on NFL Fantasy Live. Uh, Game Day View is the show that she's on on Friday afternoons and through the weekend on NFL Network. Be sure to shot that. Uh, check that out. Check her out on NFL.com. All, all of her previews and her stuff on yeah. NFL Plus. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. You know what? I'm just going to close the show here. I'm not even going to do an ending soliloquy. So, Juliana, go ahead and play us out and bear down. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow The Sick Podcast with Adam Rank on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. Brought to you by Underdog Fantasy.